0: You know, um, I think, in the last couple of years, there was a novel antibiotic isolated from a a bug in a castle in Spain or something, so you know these there's there's a bunch of really useful stuff out there, and you know we kind of noticed that no one had really been doing that in Saskatchewan.
1: Welcome to Startupville, the show where we discuss the growing technology and research sector in Saskatchewan, Canada. I'm your producer, Arielle Delorier, our host is Mike Wolfsfeld, and today we're celebrating Global Biotech Week 2023 with a special episode. Global Biotech Week is a week-long celebration of events and sharing stories to increase awareness of biotechnology and to celebrate science success in the industry's global and economic significance. Saskatchewan hosts over 30% of Canada's agricultural biotechnology activity, with many other areas developing, such as genomics, plant made pharmaceuticals, and diagnostics. There are multiple universities, research parks, research institutions, and technical training centers creating a research cluster that produces a number of startup companies to international success stories. There is outstanding science research and development, a talented workforce, quality raw materials and a solid business environment that makes Saskatchewan the perfect place for biobusiness. To learn about how you can get involved with local events during Global Biotech Week, which is September 25th to 29th, visit globalbiotechweeksask.ca. Today we're joined by Ian Wallace, co-founder of Proxima Research and Development. They're a local startup that provides scalable and customizable scientific services with an emphasis on affordability and accessibility with their evolved and inviting approach to the contract research and scientific services space focusing on applied biotechnology. Sit back for our exciting chat with Ian about all things science, from exciting innovations in biotech to what it's like as a newcomer to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan and what makes it such a great place to focus on his interests in biotech. Welcome to Startupville. A special episode of Startup Bill is brought to you by Agwest Bio and Innovation Saskatchewan.
2: We are here for a special episode of Startup Bill to celebrate uh, Global Biotech Week. Um, I'm here with Ian Wallace, uh, co-founder of Proxima Research and Development. Uh, Ian, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So let's get right into it. Um, tell me about uh, yourself, say the Ian origin story, and then... <laughs> and. Uh, and Tell me a little bit about how you started uh, Proxima and, and what you guys do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I started Proxima Research and Development uh, with my co-founder, Zach Bellick, Dr. Zach Bellick in, uh, well, it must have been 2021, yeah, May 2021 now. And it was basically the culmination of you know my professional career up to that point, most of which I'd spent kind of bumming around academia and uh, really enjoying the lab-based aspects of it, really loving, pushing test tubes around, doing all that kind of stuff. And there was always like a component missing that I could never quite put my finger on. And then I ended up, um, coming to Canada. Uh, my wife's Canadian. She's actually from Saskatchewan specifically. And, um, you know, got into a, a, a lab position here at a local pharmaceutical company and, and met Zach. And, uh, he kind of made it click for me, this, this, this aspect I was missing, which was the applied aspect of it, not just, you know, academic research is really important, you know, just going out there and figuring things out. But, you know, specifically fixing problems using a toolset um is really really rewarding and it's what he spent his career doing for other folks and what I just started my career doing with him and you know we kind of uh, both moved on from that position and ended up being you know like you know hey we could we could do this we could do this uh you know for uh on our own make our own little uh, hang our own shingle on the wall as Zach likes to say and, and make a go of ourselves so that that's kind of like a really highly condensed version of uh of how I ended up here. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So yeah, now you are hanging your own shingle. I don't know if I've heard that yeah, expression I don't know. before. I That might be a Zach. <laughs> but, <I'm not> sure. <laughs> but now you're off on your yeah. own, uh, building your own thing. Uh, with Zach, uh, what do you, what do you do with Proxima Research and Development?
0: So our website says something along the lines of, uh, we're a first in class, uh, research organization targeting, uh, small and medium enterprises, um, and, you know, helping them with their research problems. But, um, it's, kind of tricky to articulate, but it's essentially we are guns for hire in the scientific space. Uh, we provide both uh, scientific services uh, of kind of a uh, come to us with your problem nature. So we are you know be approached by a client who has a specific issue that they're not quite, you know, it's either slightly outside their expertise or outside their capacity or, or capability maybe, and we'll help them with that. Or, you know, we provide services to a couple of academic labs at the U- uh, University of Saskatchewan, um, you know, providing... Uh, Genes, uh, d- genetic engineering, protein production, those kind of things. So that's the that's kind of the core of our our, our business is is um, doing science for people that either lack the capacity or capability. Um, and then also we have uh, side projects as well where we pursue our own IP uh, and develop our own inventions and ideas, sort of off the side of that, because that's
2: you know your own research project has those same issues cropping up. So you know, we do that on the side as well. Awesome. Yeah. I think there's something inherently cool about the idea of, of guns for hire, mad scientists.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think we're any madder than any other scientists, but uh, yeah, it is. That's the, you know, that's I don't shy away from the military metaphor, but that's, that's, that's it. Kind of, you know, if you've, if you've, you know, we like to ask people when they come in, uh, in, in more casual sort of business settings, if folks are, you know, just making small talk, like, Oh, what do you do? We like to say, well, what, what do you do? Um, and then we kind of find the ways that our, that we can interface with that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not not that people, uh, you know, have any deficits or anything. It's just sometimes they just what they need is beyond their scope and, um, or or just a little bit outside, uh, sort of the capabilities they might have or they've never done it before. And we're kind of there to kind of shepherd the project along, help them out, solve solve any issues that come up, and sort of be a force multiplier mm-hmm. to use another military term. Uh, you know, <laughs> g- give you a little bit. And you know, it's we found a lot of success with that uh, in terms of you know people don't. You know, people either, you know, don't really want to spend the money on increasing capacity or capability, they just need a little, you know, a little little help over the line. So, you know, we've done some work with some researchers doing crop development. You know, they had a a, a test that they would need, you know, hundreds of grams of material to get the, the test done for. But, you know, they were doing a crop breeding trial. They have had small amounts of material out of that. So they couldn't go to the, uh, the, the what was on offer in the market. They had to either give up or find another way. And luckily our name uh, came across their desk and they approached us and we were able to do a, you know, a miniaturized high throughput version of what they needed. And, 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 you know, they, they left uh, satisfied and able to continue on with their research and, you know, looking forward to helping that client again in the future. But that, that's just a little sort of anonymized example of the kind of thing Mm -hmm. we we can, we can do and have done and will continue to do.
2: Yeah. Cool. And I would love to dive a little bit deeper down that path there in terms of the, the clients that you work with. Um, so, uh, is there any particular industry that you touch most, or is it um, you know? Do the companies you work with do they often maybe have a little bit of their own R and D team, and you're supplementing that, or are you sort of replacing that entirely for some? Uh, folks? It,
0: it can be it can be either or. So you know, we've been approached by breweries and wineries who are looking to you know maybe do something a little bit more specific. They uh, they want to tweak a yeast strain, or they maybe want to analyze some aromatics, some flavor compounds. Um, and in that case, we are basically, you know, uh, temporarily their entire R&D department. Uh, you know, the more questions they have or they want answered, the more, you know, the more we're happy to do for them. Um, but at the same time, it is also, you know, um, helping the experts uh, uh, who have established labs, just helping them around the edges a little bit, just filling in, you know, being in the negative space where they maybe don't want to or don't need to go long term, Um and then also, like, academic labs who, you know, uh, maybe it's just a case of, you know, they've already got, uh, you, know, a, a, a t- you know, I mean, I'm a PhD student myself at the U of S as well on, on top of everything else, uh, and I know the the workloads, and, you know, sometimes uh, for for a big slice of the, the project, you know, it's, it's just a bit too much for, uh, for, for, for a grad student to handle because they are already overworked, and so we'll kind of take the chunk, do the, sort of, uh, I won't say boring because it's all interesting to me, but we do the more sort of uh, rote stuff, the, the stuff that we have down pat because we just, you know, we, we can sell you our combined 40 years experience for a, a, a much uh, more competitive rate than, than stressing out your grad student, and we'll get that done for you too. So it's it's kind of that, that sort of, I guess, those three things of, yeah, either completely being that R&D department, supplementing an existing one, or kind of uh, helping relieve the burden of, you know, some more, um, I don't want to say pedestrian, but more sort of, Wrote stuff that needs to get done in order for a project to move forward, and that you know, when if time and maybe you know, deadlines are maybe an issue. So, mm-hmm.
2: right, and and on top of that, you mentioned you also work in on developing your own IP within within Proxima itself. Yeah, um, so yeah tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, what are some of the cool things that you guys are working on?
0: Well, we have a, a main thing we're working on right now is our growth promoter, uh, MyoPromin. It's um, it's a, a, a non-hormonal, non-antibiotic, non-steroidal. Um, ecologically friendly uh, growth promoter for use in, at the moment, cattle and pigs. We're looking to, to sort of extend that. Um, we've been kind of going around getting some uh, getting a little bit of investment here and there um, to get that off the ground, and essentially it's just an orally active growth promoter, and uh, we're pretty convinced of the science behind it. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be pursuing it, but it's uh, looking to be a really effective way of um, both increasing the feed conversion efficiency, which is how much meat you get out for what you put in, uh, you know, especially stuff like cows, you know, they're awesome because they can make steak from grass, which nothing else can do, but there's, you know, the efficiency isn't great. So being able to increase the uh, the benefit to the producer from the same outputs is obviously really effective. You know, we're looking at it from a, a green angle these days, as you have to, uh, you know, uh, it, it can potentially replace a lot of existing technology in terms of um, antibiotics, which cause methane production. Um, also you know if you're getting more meat per cow that could potentially mean fewer cows so again another strong uh, argument um and yeah we we're, we're, we're kind of getting into the the, the proving phase of that and uh, and, and kind of uh, getting that that project um sort of off the ground and flying um and then we have a, a a folder somewhere full of all other our other ideas but this one is the most compelling and uh, we feel really strongly about it and you know the reaction we've had it you know from we've been working quite closely with Agwest on this and they're re- they're really excited about it and have been really awesome in in helping support and foster that project and that's
2: been really great so yeah we're looking
0: forward to that continuing to do go from strength to strength that it has been till now
2: yeah awesome and and a very clear market need um Absolutely. being touched there i mean it's been in the public conversation for a long time now about the the resources required for for meat production such that, you know, some people think we should get entirely out of meat altogether or we could just make it a lot more efficient. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, and I'd, I'd love to know more about, about how, how that works within a company like yours. I mean, you, are operating as a, as a services based business or consulting based business and you have this, um, this R and D on what might, might be a potential product or a potential company in and of Mm -hmm. itself. Um, Uh, tell me a little bit more about, uh, how you're working through some of those like business challenges as it relates to, you know, keeping the existing business, uh, going and growing while, you know, working on this more long-term opportunity that, um, you know, at the end of the end of the day could very well be, you know, the, the profit center of the business, right?
0: For sure. Yeah. Well that, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's. I think we're we're looking to to ultimately spin that off into a separate company because it makes sense. You know, we don't we don't want to too many too much. You know, uh, crossover. But yeah, it's it's a challenge for sure. Um, luckily, you know, as scientists, you kind of have to be organized. You know, you have to know what tube has what substance, and otherwise, you know, it's nothing's going to work. Um, but also, really, the the team and the expertise that we've built, we have a really really great team. Um, you know, uh, Zach, uh, my fellow co-founder, has a, a real eye for talent and. He's kind of been in and around Saskatoon, you know, his, his whole life more or less. He's a, he's a local boy. He's, you know, did his entire schooling at the U of S and, and stuck around a bit post and helping out in the lab. So he's kind of been keeping an eye out for folks who are kind of like me. Maybe, you know, maybe academia is not for them, but they don't want to stop doing science, but they don't really, you know, they the you know, they've, they've proven themselves as good scientists because he's seen it happen in the lab and so he's plucked them up. So we've got a really great team um, of, of young scientists that, are, that have really been, you know, uh, you, you could argue that you, you give them a chance or anything, but it's, it's not really giving them a chance. It's giving them a, a place to flourish and they, and they really, really have. And, you know, a couple of them, Gabby, our, uh, our staff scientist, she's, she's, um, you know, uh, kind of making the switch now of like getting into the marketing and business development side of things, which she's really excelling at, which is really cool. Um, so it's the, the team we have has really helped uh, expand capacity and kind of meet the growing needs of the business. And, and of course the support from places like, uh, like, like, West, like I already mentioned, the gap, um we've uh, we we've just uh, sort of uh, entered into a, a formal agreement with them, getting into their lab space, you know, being a although we're not a, a pure ag tech company, you can't be in Saskatchewan or not be involved in that kind of in mm-hmm. that in that stream of things. So um yeah, we've we've had, you know, between the, the the caliber of the brain market around Saskatoon and uh and the support that's around, we've it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot easier than it could have been with all that with all those things in mind. So yeah, it's been mm-hmm. pretty good.
2: Yeah, and you you touched on a few things there um in terms of you know some of the ecosystem supports that are available like egg west and gap and the talent ecosystem and you know just being close to to the agricultural market as well um i can, i can tell or i can i can catch a hint by <laughs> by your accent that you that you uh aren't from here originally oh, uh, that's and your right. co-founder is uh, so i'd love to hear your per- perspective as as an outsider uh working in Saskatchewan and building a company here um as to what the biotech um, uh, environment is like here, and uh, and why you continue to choose to build your business in Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I'm originally from the UK. Uh, I, I I did speak through the gap. Actually, I met a scientist who was visiting through one of their programs, and uh, until I mentioned that I, I was from there, she I was couldn't catch a trace of my accent anymore. So apparently, <laughs> I'm starting to go native, which is uh, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I. Originally came out to Ontario for, for grad school and, uh, that ended and my wife and I were, my then girlfriend, now wife, were kind of given the choice between, well, we need to go back to the UK or we can head out West back to where she's from. You know, she's, um, uh, she says she's from Walker, Saskatchewan. I would say she's of Walker, Saskatchewan cause she's related to so much of the town. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we were kind of given the choice and I originally came to Canada originally cause it felt like there were just more opportunities here. Uh, you know. It might or it could be genetic. Both my brothers are uh, one one brother in Ontario another in Sydney, Australia. So it might just be genetics that we got the wandering gene. Uh, but we came out here, and I do have to admit, uh, not to annoy anybody or, or anything. But I, I did have a certain chauvinism on moving out here because my previous experience had been walk Saskatchewan in the airport at Saskatoon, and that's all I thought there was here. So yeah. you know, you can for you know uh, for someone like me, you know, a soft city boy from the UK, you might you know it's uh, it left a certain impression, but. You know, it couldn't have been further from the truth. There's a really vibrant scene here, both academically, economically, and and technologically as well in the biotech. You know, there's some uh, really cool companies around uh, what's um, uh, Humaterra is doing some really interesting stuff in uh, uh, soil remediation, kind of getting getting them, you know, sort of yakult for your lawn or for your crops kind of thing. And they're doing that in a very green way, you know, taking compost and turning it into a really valuable product. So it's a value-add thing there. Uh, Pathoscan is a really cool company who are doing basically remote disease testing for crops. Um, so that you know, that's a, a couple of companies just at the top of my head that are that are you know kind of exemplary of some of the, the, the really cool ideas and, and 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 thinking that's going on in the space. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 an exciting place to be, and it's it's uh, you know besides the you know we got the university as well, which is a, a good place for you know, there's lots of new ideas coming out coming out of here. Uh, you know, new companies, professors starting new companies all the time with their students and that's anything from, you know, not just ag tech but biotech too. So, you know, cancer therapies are being commercialized. People are taking a new look at uh at, you know, pharmaceuticals and, and treatment for depression and things like that. So there's a really you know, there's a real a real vibrant um tech and biotech scene and I and I think it's it's, you know, being in the heart of one of the massive agricultural powerhouses of the planet, if we're being real. Like there's it's a real, you know, a real big agricultural um powerhouse here um it makes sense for sort of you know the the brain trust to coalesce around the the people that work with their hands and then getting that sort of um getting those uh sort of collaborations going on and getting the you know getting the when you when you kind of live and breathe in a place like Saskatchewan um you kind of get you know drawn into you know what's important you know we live by the seasons the good crops mean you know good times um for everybody so it's yeah it's uh it's a it's it's a very sort of homey cozy kind of place to be. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really great. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. And in keeping with, uh, celebrating global biotech week as well, I mean, you've obviously touched many areas of, of the biotech space, um, you know, with your business and academia. Um, I wonder if you just have any, any anecdotes or any things for our, our listeners, uh, in the biotech space that, you know, would just blow people's mind that they're, you know, that things that you guys have done or have happened in Saskatchewan. Oh, for sure.
0: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be selflessly self-promote, uh, shamelessly self-promoting and uh, probably hit on the the bio bioprospecting project we have going on where, um, so if people don't know, bioprospecting is when you go out into the environment and you look for microorganisms that have new or cool attributes. So a good example would be, uh, I think, 1947, a couple of American guys on a road trip, they uh, noticed a moldy cantaloupe being sold by the side of the road and they grabbed it and something like the vast majority of all penicillin manufactured today is from a strain that was um, isolated from that cantaloupe. So, you know, um, I think in the last couple of years, there was a novel antibiotic isolated from a, a bug in a castle in Spain or something. So, you know, these, there's, there's a bunch of really useful stuff out there. And, you know, we kind of noticed that no one had really been doing that in Saskatchewan. And, you know, with the the heat, the heat, saw, you know, we go from plus 30 in summer to minus 40 in winter, mm. you know, and there's, you know, there's still a, a, you know, microbial populations out there doing their stuff, you know, yeast, bacteria, um, all that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, uh, we've gone out there and we've and we've kind of been the first ones, as far as we can tell, to start screening isolates, uh, you know, uh, going out camping and grabbing a couple of twigs and some leaves some fruits and bark Um and uh, just seeing what grows in the lab and seeing what we can pull out of it. And we've already had some really interesting stuff falling out of it. We've seen some you know, biodiesel-producing bugs. Uh, we think we might have some kind of antibiotic bacteriostatic uh, compound that we might have found in, a, in, a, in, a, in one bug. Um, just lots of really exciting stuff that, you know, uh, as far as we can tell, no one's seen or done before. And, uh, you know, uh, originally the idea was to try and uh, isolate yeasts for brewing. Um, but it very quickly turned out, you know, we, we were isolating such a, there was such a, a wide variety of microorganisms around with such distinct properties and um, and interesting potential attributes that, you know, we just kind of kept doing it and seeing what would come out. You know, biocompostables was a, was a big one we're kind of looking at now. You know, unfortunately some, uh, you know, uh, cellulose-based um, green uh, packaging doesn't break down quite as quickly as we'd like. So, you know, we're looking into finding ways that we can, Make microbial media that will help, you know, expedite that process. Get the stuff broken down again, and then either potentially reused or used as compost or you know things like that. So, yeah, I think that I'd say that's the sort of the the cool, interesting thing that that uh, occupies a lot of our time is that is that yeah, going going out uh, hunting for microbes and seeing what cool stuff they can do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for for a lot of people and I, and, and and I'm sure some of our listeners as well, you know, when you think think you biotech, you think people and. In lab coats and separated from the outside world, developing these crazy chemicals through all sorts of unnatural process. But the idea that that much of it is is just harnessing what nature already gave us and learning how to culture and 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 utilize that absolutely yeah. um, in new and exciting ways is really interesting.
0: Well, the input has to come from the environment and the output. You know, at least with ag tech, you know, the output has to go back out there. Whether it's the the field or the animal or someone's plate, you know, so it, it ultimately that, you know, it, it really, when you look at the life cycle of these things, they actually spend very little time in the lab, you know, once they're, once they're, you know, employed. Um, but yeah, yeah,
2: it's, it's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, this episode will be coming out uh, during Global Biotech Week. Um, is there anything that excites you about, about Global Biotech Week coming up um, as this big global celebration of, of a sector that, uh, you know, doesn't always get a lot of media attention?
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, in terms of events specifically, I know my supervisor at the University of Saskatchewan, Chris Eskew, um, uh, Professor Chris Eskew, he, he normally runs a beer, and biote- a beer and biotech night, I believe, at, uh, at um, Boffins, uh, and that's always a fun night. Uh, you know, he, he gets in and describes some of the science behind the beer, and there's uh, uh, Casey from 21st Street Brewery down in downtown Saskatoon. Uh, he's on hand, you know, providing the samples for tasting, and that's always a really fun an evening and that kind of I think helps maybe marry the the sort of the, the lab sort of nerdy aspect of it with the practical here have a beer hey have you ever thought about science goes into a beer thing and that's you know that's uh, one of uh, Chris's uh, sort of uh, research interests now and that's what I'm doing with him is you know doing some uh, uh, beer brewing with some wild fermentations from microbes from the environment so uh, that's that's a really exciting I think uh, and good example of just you know, helping to realize the importance of uh, biotech and kind of a fun a fun kind of way, like, get a have a glass of beer and, and learn about the science that goes into something that might not strike you at first glance to be particularly scientific.
2: But Yeah, absolutely. I, I know Biotech and Beer is always on my list of <laughs> events to attend during well, that we'll week. That. Um, yeah, there will be lots of other events for any of our listeners who are interested during the the Global Biotech Week as well. Um, and before we go, uh, we always want to make sure that our listeners can get in touch with our guests. If they have any questions or would just like to reach out after the show. So Ian, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Uh, people can go to our website, which is P R O X I M A hyphen R D That's proxima hyphen R D uh, And uh, if you want to get in touch, there's a contact form there. And that's, yeah, if you uh, have an idea for something you want to develop or you're a uh, stressed out researcher or someone just wants to maybe, you know, Find out what, how we can help you. Then, uh, yeah, we'd love to chat. We always, you know, uh, consult for free and, and give proposals and stuff without, you know, without charging. So, yeah, if you're interested in uh, us having us help you out, then yeah, get in touch.
2: Awesome, Ian. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much.
1: Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Saskatchewan, helping grow the technology and research sector in our province and beyond. Our show is produced by me, Ariel Delorier, and our host, Mike Wolfsfeld. Our theme music is from GG Riggs and Reactor Productions. This special episode was brought to you by Agwest Bio in celebration of Global Biotech Week. Follow Innovation Sask on social media to stay in the know and visit us at innovationsask.ca to learn how we can help you start, grow, and scale. Don't forget to review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us rise up the ranks. We'll see you next time on Startup Club.